Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, good, good, good morrow to all. What's <laughs> uh, so funny about that? Good morrow to all? You've never said yes. that. Oh. So that's why uh, it's funny to me. Hey, you know, I like to change it up sometimes, keep you guessing. Oh, keep the sure. relationship fresh, you know? Wow, sure, keep yeah. It, keep it fresh. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Yep. You know, I started wearing a brighter colored hoodie, you know, just to change things up. Wow. Yeah. That is really special. Thank you. You're welcome. That's the extent of my freshening up. <laughs> um What a week it's been. What a week. What Update on the car. Been. Still not fixed, everybody. Correct. Which is why the today Matt had to drive all over Los Angeles. Literally. I circled and circled Los Angeles. I drove essentially from God. I drove, if anyone lives in Los Angeles and listens to this podcast, I drove essentially from the middle of Hollywood to Westwood to Griffith Park, back to Westwood, and then back to the middle of Hollywood, which literally is like the 10, the 405, the 101. It's it's the freeway's big, greatest it's hits. It's a big circle. Yeah. Giant circle. Mm -hmm. That's because Dory had a tennis match. That's true. We're currently down to one car because we're we're we we only have um you know seven working tires. So we're down to and one. And Henry car. had a hike thing. Henry had to go hike park. in the woods. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very muddy. Yeah. You talked about the mud. You talked about making a stick bridge. He seemed to have a great time. Uh, he even didn't. What was I going to say? He even um, told me about it. You know, he doesn't often tell you about anything. That's he does. true. That's true. He did. He did. He did share detail, actual details. Mm -hmm. Unprompted. Wow. You know. Maybe it was so, the best day of his life. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So Dory played tennis. Got her there for nine forty-five. Then had to get Henry up to Griffith Park for ten forty-five. What and time did you like, guys get oh, to Griffith God. Park? Well, we were going to get there too early, so I made him go to Harbor Freight with me. Oh, I see. We went into Harbor Freight, and I was like about ready to buy a welder. Oh boy, a, 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 a MIG welder, and I was like. I think I need a tea welder. I was like, I picked up an apron, uh, a sh uh, face shield, oh and God. then I was holding uh, some flux, and I was like, I don't know how to weld anything. So I put everything back, and I said to Henry, wow. "I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this out before I buy anything. I'm gonna marinate on this. I'm gonna learn how to weld before oh I purchase a welder." I assume it's a lot like soldering, you know, which I do I, know how to do. 
I don't know that I could like tell you the difference between welding and soldering. It's just different, different metal, I guess. Oh, I see. Um, and the fact that neither of us can explain it is why I need to read more and understand more about mm, what I would be actually doing. I see. Okay. If any of you out there are actual welders or like maybe you work with wrought iron or something, I don't know. Um, <laughs> congratulations. That's a really nice skill to have. I don't have that skill. So then we left Harbor Freight and went to Griffith Park. And then he told me no parents were allowed. But I had already told you that. I know, but he reiterated that. Oh, he did. I think he was like and very like, like that it made him feel very like independent and big. You know what I mean? That sure. You would be I don't accompanying know. He, but by the way, it wasn't just like children sent out on a hike alone. <laughs> it was supervised oh, by, uh, by teachers from our preschool. Two of his teachers from preschool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then it was like just like there's like f- three dads sat down at the park at the benches that we left the kids at, and then everybody else, all the other moms, like went up to the cafe. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and uh, one of them was like, Do you need coffee? He's like, No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <coughs> so I stayed wow. there. So and I talked to you. Some quality uh, dad time. Yeah, I talked to hockey dad. Yep. And and wine and truffle dad. Oh, okay. Their names escape me currently. Mm-hmm. But you know, I had a good time. Good talk. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Good. Uh, good yapping, and and we got through the whole hour. And then the kids returned, and Henry wanted to leave. I had probably I had the best parking spot by far. Really? Yeah, yeah. Did you take a picture for my mom? Oh, I should have. Yeah, I should have taken a picture for everybody. Everybody had to walk by our car. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was what. It, that's that's the beauty of it. Wow. Uh, it was a, a madhouse at Griffith Park. During, I can only imagine. On the, I was, you know, I was, was like, a, oh god, I did not. I mean. The whole thing, the whole rigmarole was like because well, so the original hiking destination was was would have been much rained more, out. The whole the whole reason we even came up with this sort of harebrained scheme is because no the one original, came up with it. Dory came up with it. No, I gave you several. There's options. no we. I gave you options. You did. Yes, what I said they? here. Here are the options as I see them. Oh, let's see. Let's hear it. Oh, you did. Yeah, you late. You numbered them, but I was Thank like, you. Two of them made literally no sense. Well, one of them was I would cancel my tennis match. Yes, which I was like, that's ridiculous. One of them was I would Uber, which because what been kind like of a guy would I be? A hundred dollars. I don't think it would have um, been today because it was like pretty quick. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It only took us twenty minutes to get home. Yeah. Um. Well, what I was gonna say was, what was I gonna say? Oh, yes. Well, just you know, I. I was driving by Griffith Park yesterday and there was so much traffic, which I told you about. And when I knew you were going today, I was like, oh God, there's probably going to be so much traffic. And there was, but it wasn't, you know, I was but like- But I was concerned about the parking. I, I was like, was. here's the deal. We just, this is what we got to do. We're going to do it now. Let's go. Yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. I was committed to delivering my child to 
his parentless hike. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, he's uh, he's he's better for it. He was really he was like more more excited about it than I than I thought he would be. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed into it. He really did. Um. And then when I asked him if his friends, if any of his friends were there, he was like, "Yeah." And I asked who, and he li- like the first four people he listed are people I've like never heard him talk about. Correct. I was also <laughs> confused by that. <laughs> It was like at some point I thought he started making up names. Like, no, they were they're all people they're all girls in his class who like I never see I like one of them he's played with, but like the other ones I never heard him talk about. They're never mm-hmm. in pictures together, like I don't know. Maybe they have some secret relationship that I'm not Maybe they're with. friends in nature, you know? Maybe. Well and then once he finished listing all these people that I didn't think were his friends, he finally got to a couple of people who are his, like, who I think of as his actual friends. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then I had, we had to remind him of the one person who he said was his only friend. Yes. Was, <laughs> was she there? Yes. Oh, yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Just, her too. Which is why. I but in the past, like, in the past when I've asked him, like, who your friends are in the class, he's been like, just this one girl which mm-hmm. is like not true but it was just the way he said it that one time was like hilarious <laughs> oh boy oh boy oh boy totally yeah what else is new well it's super bowl sunday oh, i keep forgetting that honestly you God, i keep forgetting that. didn't know i didn't know i went to look for the starting times uh, to figure out where i could watch the fourth round slash third round of the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Did our boy win? Uh, it's still going on right now. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's some I real th- counter-programming. I think it's going to... Uh, I think it's going to go probably... Well, I mean, obviously, it goes till sundown, but, like... Um. Right now, Hoffman, Charlie Hoffman's in the lead. Who? Charlie Hoffman. He won eight years ago. Wow. He's 47. Oh, I like this already. You know, I wanted his, our guy to win, wife, but, but I like this His wife this and his two daughters are there. The two daughters are, you know, tweens, so they look bored. Right. You know? <laughs> But they have to be there because dad's going to win his first tournament in eight years. So. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Let's go make a show of it. But then, like, right as we were coming on to record, he shanked one into a sand trap. So. Oh. But he's got three, he had a three-stroke lead. We'll see where it ends up. Wow. Hey, listen. I like anything where someone in their mid to late 40s is doing something better than people 20 years younger than them. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's what? That's... Scotty Scheffler's 27, so. Wow. It's a there baby. You go. Baby Scheffler, they should call him. Anyway. I guess the Super Bowl is today. I don't know who's, I mean, I do know who's playing because I saw that today. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Two red teams are playing. Oh, boy. <laughs> Two red teams are playing. I used to watch football all the time. I know. And I just like, I just, 
really after Brady left the Patriots. I just sort of like, why, like, why, why am I, mm. why am I investing myself into this? Right. When they have no emotional attachment to any of it. Yeah, I hear that. So I was like, peace out, football. Um, I, uh, I meanwhile, have reached sort of like peak Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey saturation. Mm-hmm. And I just am like, I, I, I can't. It's so much. It's just so much all well, the time. You know, today's Team Jesus versus Team Soros, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Matt really sent excited me this, about it. Matt sent me this meme, and I had to explain that like r- there's like a lot of crazy right wing memes about Taylor and Travis that they're this like psyop. Like but like, like, it's what, like what's crazy. great about it is what's so threatening to them is that she would inform people that they should vote. Yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, you can't. No, don't you dare tell people they can vote. Um, you know the that reminds me the um the teachers subreddit keeps like coming up in my feed like I don't subscribe to it but you know when you mm-hmm. get like recommended subreddit yeah. and like boy that's a that's a depressing subreddit oh god <laughs> is it just a lot of people having to pay for their own supplies no it's a lot of people being like we're living in the idiocracy oh for sure yeah well we are yes we are and it's like, oh boy, we're doomed. It's real. Yes, it's real. Yeah, there's no real coming back from that. No, I don't think Particularly so. Particularly not, you know, it's going to be a, it's it's a, it's probably going to be a two generation struggle if we were to even try to pivot. But like so many people are invested in us not pivoting that I, I don't know. you know what I mean? Yeah. That I just feel like it's it's impossible. I mean, this has taken a very sad turn. Sorry, I've been this like, conversation. Uh, really, what got us here? The Super Bowl. The stupid Super Bowl got us here. The stupid bowl, more like. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care if Jesus or George Soros win. <laughs> oh, I'm boy. just here to enjoy middle-aged people hitting a golf ball around. You know. Mm, sure. That's my speed. I'm in my 40s. You know, that's what you it is. are in your 40s. This um, is 40, everybody. This is 40. Yep, unemployed. Just, just asking my wife how to write a cover letter. It's really a great time to be alive. Anyway, <sighs> what we else? went to a fun party last night. We did went to we did go to a fun party. We did went to a fun party. We did went we did went to a fun party, <laughs> where I was somehow the youngest. So yeah, big big ups to me. Um, yeah, no, our friend Gretchen uh, had a birthday party and she uh, who listens. Played, shout out to Gretchen. Of, shout out to Gretchen. But instead of like, she had been at a, my fortieth surprise party where it was trivia based. That's true. So she was like. Oh, I like this whole gaming idea. And then she turned it on its head and made it even better by making it match game. It was very fun. So, also, like to have enough people to have two panels of three panels of match game and three, panels. three sets of contestants. Yeah. I, it was remarkable. It was really it great. Was. It, it was. was. It was terrific. It was very fun. Her friend's house, they have a house that is. Uh, 
I mean, it's it's if you're into mid-century modern, it's perfect. It's literally perfect. It's it's yeah. I've it's never crazy. seen a better example of mid-century modern. That I mean, even like when I was walking through the sets of For All Mankind, and it was like 1968. I was like, mm-hmm. eh, these sets are okay, but their house is better. Are her friends like set designers? Like I don't know. Just... I don't know. I was going to f- get to the bottom of that, but mm. we played match game for so long. Well, because the last the game, round, <laughs> the game was over, went into we like to go over. five ties, and they and yes. like they refused to let it end in a tie. So, well, I mean, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what I saw, but I know I end, saw it too. I saw it was too. a little questionable. I we should still too. be there. We but... should still be there. <laughs> we had to come home and relieve the babysitter. I know. I know. So. I know. Um, but yeah, it was super fun. And uh, I'm jealous of everything. Match game. Excuse me. The idea. The home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Having f- multiple friends. I'm jealous of all of these things. Way to go, you, Richard. You could have multiple friends if you wanted to. Sure could. Next topic. <laughs> Next topic is we have to take a break. All right, let's take a break. Uh, if you don't want to hear a break, head over to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure and uh, join the Patreon. Get yourself some ad free episodes. Yeah, we're doing ad free apps at the $10 level now. Yeah. So, she's really, she's like, you know, let's put that paywall up, make it as high as possible. That's what she said. And I said, I don't have a job. Go for it. Um, <laughs> I was just going to write something down. Who's this? Heimer Candelaro. Okay, I'm going to write down my the, the time codes for me for editing purposes on the back of mm. Heimer Candelaro's baseball card. Mm, okay. Uh, or Heimer? Heimer. Anyway, we are going to take a break. We'll be right back. Everyone else, see you later. Patreon people. Hi. We'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, 
anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is. That's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. We're back. Hello. Um, I just want to remind everyone that mm-hmm. you can email us at dorianmatt at gmail.com, matt and dory at gmail.com. You can also call us at 413-461-BABY. Someone texted us this week and said that we should spell out the number because a lot of a lot of phone pad, like don't have the, no- the letters anymore. Mm, that's true. So our number is 413-461-2229. 222. 413-461-2229. Um, Great. we're also on Venmo at Dory and, uh, you can, you can follow Matt's eBay adventures at lefty fender fan. <laughs> sure. It's just like the, 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 the stuff I'm, I'm just selling like, uh, weird things now. It's pretty wild. What are you selling now? Can you give us Well, a, no, a- just like, it's all, it's all in the genres of things that I, that you sell like but like just the idea of like getting rid of some of the grips the golf grips that i have like apparently anything with scotty cameron on it is like gold sells so quick i'm like i picked up a i found one on the floor in my office a scotty cameron grip and then i sold it for 80 bucks now, when stuff sells really fast like that, do do you think oh i should have asked for more or are you just no i think i think it's out of my life Good. That's a good like, attitude. Goodbye. Yeah, I like that. Good attitude. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we get to some of these emails? Yeah. Um. Okay. Emily, who wrote in last week, um, and said something about you, like she wanted to know if they should try to have a sex baby or do IVF again, and she said something about 
like the 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 embryos that had been made when she was younger. Right, 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 right. Okay, so here she has a follow up. Um, thank you for reading my email today. Insulting old people with babies. Yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> thank you for offering what you would do, even though I didn't specifically ask for that. I was definitely hoping you'd wait. How dare you not ask for that? You're getting anytime you write into this podcast. It's weird how much I value yours and Matt's opinions. Anyway, as an eternal people pleaser, I really wanted to clarify that I was definitely not implying that younger embryos produce better kids, um, and I did not mean to offend. Um, this is real classic PR speak. <laughs> the extraordinary benefits were in reference to adverse pregnancy outcomes becoming more likely linearly with age, primarily miscarriage and stillbirth, but also the whole other cocktail of things that can go wrong. I'm pretty I pretty sure much that assume that... once you make it to birth, every age of embryo is on a level playing field. Again, thanks for reading and looking forward to hearing from other eggheads. I mean, I don't think that's about the ingredients. I think it's about the oven once you get to those later stage problems. Uh, no, that's not true. Is it not? It's not true. I know our oven is pretty old and it has a hard thanks, time maintaining temperature. Thanks for weighing in, Dr. Myra. I'm not a doctor. I'm obviously talking literally about stoves right now. <laughs> yeah, stoves get older and they don't keep heat the same I way. I do know how that happens. Or you could have it like on... Mm-hmm. And the burners don't ignite the flame, so you're just pouring gas into your home. <laughs> yeah, like we have a great stove. We have a great stove. <laughs> we have a great house that's been really well maintained. And you know what? I love it because the rent just went up, so it's even better than it used to be. It's really top it's a notch. it's a it's eight point eight percent better, I think, <laughs> to be exact. <laughs> yeah, in case anyone's wondering. Oh god, which is the maximum okay. allowable raising of the rent that he could do. So. Mm-hmm. It's really everything's turns going, out everything's going great over here. Everything is going terribly over here. We need jobs. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. I need if anyone out there has won the recently won the lottery. Uh, could you tell me how to also do that? Thank you. I'm not asking you for your money, just on how to win the lottery. Thank you. Just a strategy. Um. Okay. Next email. To the listener, not getting blastocyst. First of all, I'm so, so sorry. I've been there and is the hardest, most frustrating thing ever. I don't know if my story will help, but I thought I'd share it since I was also in that club. Um, basically, they, they said we can condense. Um, they had unexplained infertility. They were in their early 30s. They did six rounds of IUI um, at a clinic, chemical pregnancies. Then they moved on to IVF. They got lots of embryos, nothing made of plasticist. Then IVF2, they were going for quality over quantity. Um, no blastocysts again, only eight eggs. Uh, first transfer was a third chemical pregnancy. Second transfer didn't take it all. By that point, we had consulted with our local CCRM clinic and had decided to move on from the first clinic. Um, the amazing CCRM doctor thought that the first place was not stimming me correctly. His exact mm. words were, I've seen a thousand protocols and I've never seen this. He thought they were <laughs> starving my eggs by not using Gonal F and Menopure simultaneously. And by having me cut one of them back so dramatically because my estrogen always rose so quickly. So CCRM prioritized a slower rise and my doctor was so diligent seeing me daily personally to make sure he was getting the dosage right. We ended up with 14 eggs, five blastocysts. And four out of our five blasts were chromosomally normal. Our first transfer took, as did our second. Now I think we are done. Thrilled with our two little boys. Shout out to gender blind transfers. 
Ultimately, there were a number of changes that could have contributed to the difference, some of which pertain to my own health status too. So it's hard to say what made the biggest difference in the end. But all this to say, is there another clinic or doctor who can look at your past results? I never would have guessed that I was being stimmed incorrectly. Wishing you much luck. Anonymous in Los Angeles, zero hot dogs so far this year, two big TVs, one husband and two science babies. That anonymous person in Los Angeles, they understand what, what my driving was like today. Oh yeah, they get it. All over, as my mother would say, all over God's creation. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not driving all over God's creation just so you could go play tennis. Except you did. Well, I'm being my mom right now. Not I know. Me. But I'm saying you did, and I was very appreciative of it. I Look, I love you and want you to have good times, you know? If I can't provide them by, you know, being a meaningful co-partner in this relationship and bringing in my fair share of money, then <laughs> at least I can drive you to fucking tennis. Wow, that's a... That's a worthy trade-off. You know? <laughs> What's the literal least I can do? <laughs> Drive you to tennis in a car I, we can't afford. Oh, boy. <coughs> like I said, things are great here. Um, <laughs> okay. Anonymous, thank you for this. I think it is a good reminder. Like, sometimes... You know, sometimes people think, oh, there's no point in getting a second opinion. But, like, sometimes there is a point in getting a second opinion. You know what I'm saying? Second opinions. Yeah. Second opinions can be great. So maybe get a second opinion. That's all I'm saying. All right. Um, Matt, do you want to read? I like doctors that are like, fucking, I don't know what the fuck you're doing over there. I like doctors that are like, I don't know what the fuck this person did. I like doctors (laughs) that are like, fucking hold my beer. (laughs) Well, especially every day, (laughs) especially when they're proven right. You know what I mean? Like, especially when it's like, oh, yeah, like I know what I'm doing. And this this other doctor did not. As George Carlin said, somewhere in the world is the worst doctor. And they have an appointment tomorrow morning. <laughs> That's very funny and very mm-hmm. true. Wow. He yes. was anyway. Let me um, get back to the emails here by reading this wonderful email from someone who's been listening since 2016. Longtime listener since 2016. First time emailer. Thank you for helping me get through the IVF process and create a community to share questions. Thoughts, rage about infertility. This email's long. Feel free to edit as you see fit if you read it on the pod. Well, guess what? We're reading it on the pod. I'm writing after Emily's email in the last episode. Uh, like Emily, I had an... Uh, sorry. Anovulatory. Thank you. You're welcome. PCOS. And... Didn't regularly have periods my entire life, maybe three times a year, unless I was on birth control. If I stopped it, my cycles would stretch out and return at infrequent and unpredictable times. Uh, When trying our first ovulation test strips, they would show that I maybe tried to ovulate occasionally, but uh, basal what? Uh... Basal body, body tem- temperatures. What's basal body temperatures? Basal body temperature is... Uh, it's like your base body temperature? It's a bo- it's... Yeah, it's, well, it's a body temperature reading. Like when you're ovulating, your body temperature changes. Mm, and so that can be used as an indicator of whether or not you're ovulating. 
Oh, all the emails you have me read. It's the one where I understand a third of the words. That's on you. Unsurprisingly, we ended up needing medical assistance to get my ovaries working again. The doctor diagnosed me with a less common form of PCOS, which was not associated with high testosterone, insulin resistance, or elevated weight. My symptoms were polycystic ovaries, infrequent periods, and anovulation. After three failed IUIs, we did one egg retrieval and were fortunate enough to get a handful of good embryos for the freezer. First transfer resulted in my son in 2018. My period didn't start again until he was completely weaned from the last morning feed uh, at around 20 months old. As before, my period came back with an irregular and infrequent fashion. Fast forward to the end of 2020, we transferred another embryo that resulted in my daughter, born August 2021. Much to my surprise, the period returned around 12 months old. And still, I was still breastfeeding a few times a day. It was strikingly different from my periods over the previous 20-plus years. No pre-period spotting, much less cramping or pain, a lot uh, more fresh blood, more days of bleeding, etc. I've now had 13 cycles in a row, 26 to 30 days in length, regularly. Uh, regularity, which has never happened in my life without birth control. I also have physical symptoms during my cycle I've never experienced before. Tender breasts, pain in my ovaries around the time I expect I'm ovulating. The egg white cervical mucus uh, people talked about. Uh, this is really, I'm really doing a great job with this email. <laughs> talked about looking for while trying to conceive. And she knows what's in every email. So when she says, man, read this one. She knows what's in it. Could it be that I'm not, I'm now fertile? <laughs> Didn't have it in my first pregnancy uh, with my son. Did having a girl somehow fix my ovulatory body? Of course, we decided we're done having kids. My husband got a vasectomy last year, so I haven't seen a fertility doc since the birth of my daughter, but my OB doesn't seem very interested or surprised <laughs> in the fact that I'm now having regular cycles first time in my 30s, but I'm really curious if others have had the same experience, and if there's something to the girl versus boy pregnancy outcomes. No, come on. I uh, would love to hear some anecdata, or if anyone listening does research on PCOS symptoms resolve, resolving after pregnancy, I'm all ears. Note that I haven't received an ultrasound, so I don't know if my ovaries are still uh, polycystic. But all other signs point to normal fertility status conveniently after I'm done trying to get pregnant. Thanks. Uh, good luck with the job search. Thank you. We need it. Uh, anonymous in Kentucky. One partner. Two science babies. 3,000 square feet. 140-inch TV. Maybe a hot dog in 2024. Mm, okay. Matt, you did great with that. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I invite anyone who has any information here to look just uh, me as a, as a human being. Yeah. I don't, I don't really, I don't think there's anything to the, what gender to the girl pregnancy is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as far as I know, I don't know. Look, you know, who's least qualified to answer this question? Me. That's true. That's true. Um, but I, you know, I would like to, I, I would like to hear what others have to say about this. Hmm. All right. Okay. Are we waiting for them to answer right now? Yes. We're going to uh, wait. Okay. We're going to sit here and wait for the email. Or are we going to take another break? We are going to take another break. Okay. Let's take okay. that break. We'll be right back. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, we're back. What? Yep. We didn't even talk to the Patriot people in isolation like we usually do. Mm. All right, well, we'll get you guys next time. All right. So last week we heard from someone who was thinking about moving from New York to L.A. And their family is all in New York. And I was very much like... I'm not telling you not to do it, but like, here's what you lose when you (laughs) move across the country from your family. Um, And Amelia had some thoughts about that. So I'm going to read her email. Uh, I made a similar choice and I'm happy to share my experience in case it's useful. I grew up in California, but left at age 18 for college. And now I live in New York City with my husband and three kids. I was delighted to leave California. I hated the sameness of the weather and the constant droughts and was just ready for a change. Now I've been in New York City for 20 years, but my parents and siblings all live in California while my in-laws live in the Midwest. So my husband and I have been raising our family all these years with no family nearby. Here are my three main reflections. While it is absolutely inconvenient not to have family nearby, and it certainly has made childcare a zillion times more expensive This same inconvenience has had the truly wonderful consequences of forcing us to grow a village of friends here that we never, ever would have made otherwise. I've loved our babysitters and I'm still in touch even with those who moved away. And I find that people do step up when you need them. For example, we recently had a death in the family and my husband's colleague, who is also now a close friend, took all three of the kids for the whole day so my husband and I could attend the funeral and wake. And years ago... Back when we had two, just two young kids, I ran the New York City Marathon for the first time and a lady from our daughter's daycare volunteered to take both my kids for the entire Sunday at no charge so my husband could spend the day cheering me on. And when I was giving birth to my third kid, a friend spent the night at my place with my two other kids so my husband could be at the hospital with me. Not to mention there's all the carpooling we're doing now to kids after school sports, which has forced me to meet all the other families since I can't just ask my parents to drive my kids to practice. And now when I'm walking around my neighborhood, I run into these same parents often And we always say hi, and it feels like community. The worst part for me is that my kids don't know my parents well, and my parents don't know them well either. I hadn't anticipated this consequence, though. In retrospect, it should have been obvious, and it does sting. My parents see my kids once or twice a year, and the infrequency is just going to get worse as my parents age and find it increasingly difficult to travel. My kids and my parents seem to have a nice time during the visits, but for sure they're all sort of re-meeting each other and adjusting each time. Meanwhile, my parents live near my sister's kids and see them multiple times a week. My parents are constantly telling me stories of how my niece did this cute thing or my nephew is so clever about X and on and on. Each time my mom tells me the latest anecdote or I hear how my niece and nephews went running up to hug them when they picked them up from school, I feel jealousy. It's a level of enthusiasm my kids simply don't feel about my parents since they don't know them well. For me, this is the biggest trade-off of moving away. I was close with my grandparents. Those memories are very precious to me. Now we have learned that talking on the phone with grandparents is a poor substitute for spending time with them. 
Technology can't replace the closeness that comes with regular in-person contact. Despite the above, I don't regret my choice to live in NYC. I love it here. I think if you don't like where you're living, it's difficult to be happy. So I'd say if being in NYC is something that is a constant irritant for this listener and her family, they should go to a place they love. You can't get around the fact that each choice has its pros and cons, but who can endure the constant misery of disliking where you live? I hope this helps and best of luck to them. Amelia. P.S. My stats. Two parents, three kids, one cat living in a 1600 square foot apartment in New York City with one TV size unknown, but it seems big to me and no hot dogs because I'm a vegetarian. Um, this made me really jealous of her escaping California's weather. Mm. I don't like California, but I live here. Dory likes it now. That's true. So here we are. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this 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 idea of building a village is interesting. I don't actually, I don't know. I don't feel like we have a village quite. No, we don't even have a cul-de-sac. Like, it's like. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Part of it is uh, being antisocial, which mm. makes it hard to build a village. I think part of it, honestly, is that we don't have people over to our house. I've told you that. Okay. What have you done about it? Nothing. I've, I've told you exactly what we can do about it. Okay. What have you done about it? Nothing. I've told you. But let me know when you want to have somebody over. Done. I'm saying you can also. I will do take it. care of both. I don't want to have anybody over. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not, but I'm not like I'm happy to do it for you. I'm happy to like you want to have people over. Great. No, I'm just saying that like. No, you're just trying to blame me for no, being I'm not. No, I'm not blaming you. I'm saying mm. that it shouldn't all have to be on me. That's all I'm saying. It's not. But like, it kind of is. Oh my god! Somebody help me. Sorry. Um. Whoops. So yeah. So it's like that. I feel like is. We don't have like a hangout house. I mean, do people have hangout houses yes. in the forties? Who? People have houses that their kids' friends come over to. That their kids' friends come over to. What does that mean? People have houses. That their kids' friends. Friends come over. Come over to. Yes. People have houses where their kids have their friends over. Oh. What are you understanding about that? I was confused. That didn't make any. The sentence didn't make any sense. Okay. Because I thought you were like referring to like a house that someone else's kids' friends go to. What? No. Exactly. That's where I was confused. Okay. Excuse anyway, me. Whatever. Point is, in New York, downtown's your living room. You know. Sure. Everyone's down at the park. No one goes over. The apartments are so small, you know? Mm. I know this person has a 1,600 square foot apartment. That's like as big as our house. Mm, That is true. In New York City. Huh. 
They must be fabulously wealthy. Way well, to go, does, guys. I mean, they say that they're driving their kids around to after school activities. They have a car, too? They have a car, and they're oh driving their God. kids and around after school marathons? activities. So oh, they're So it sounds so like rich. they either don't work or have like a flexible schedule, which I think also like makes it easier. I don't know. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't know. Look, Maybe I'm just making excuses. You are, but it's okay. I'll let you continue to do that. But I will not let you skip tennis. Right. Okay. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um Rick wanted to clarify um last week he wrote in about his sleep apnea and the mask issues. Mm, yes, I was confused about the um, the, the, the yes, seating. He wrote in to say I was told I wasn't properly caring for the masks and machine cleaning them regularly to avoid damage to the plastic and machine. Many nights I would see. leak air and I would just take it off, annoyed with the constant sounds of leaking air. Huh. I've since gotten a backup mask and try to keep the machine clean and masks taken care of. Ah, thank you. I appreciate that mm-hmm. clarification. Me too. All right. Um... We got two very long texts from Irina about ADHD that I'm going to try to summarize. Um, She was inspired to write in by the comment about task switching, like not being able to devote like an hour to podcasting and an hour Mm -hmm. to writing and an Mm -hmm. hour to therapy. Um, And points out that some of what Matt talked about is also related to time blindness this the popular, is true. The popular YouTuber and science communicator Jessica McCabe's book, How to ADHD, just came out in January, and I highly recommend it. She also highly recommends getting the audiobook and the physical <laughs> copy of the book. Yeah. Um, she just finished chapter six on time blindness. It was so helpful. Previous chapters on focus, executive function, and sleep were great too, and I'm very excited about the next chapter on motivation. Mm. Each chapter split up into an intro with her personal story, then what she learned, and then a section on what we can do about it, and then a final thought that's usually pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, and then reaccountability. She wants to say having your spouse be a, your accountability partner is not going to work, which we know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, not just for those of us with ADHD, but because our spouse becomes a sort of part of us. So we kind of internalize them as not much separate from ourselves, which explains a lot of common relationship issues. And also makes it tough to have them be an accountability partner because it's basically being accountable to ourselves. Um, But there are various groups on Facebook for ADHDers where there are people searching for accountability and body doubling partners. Um, She also says, Dory is probably not the accountability solution you need. Body doubling with her will probably help a lot. I know it has for me with my own writing or even sometimes doing boring tasks online like sending invoices. If my husband is next to me also on his laptop, I can get shit done. That's honestly helped me a ton, though I personally tend to need the ultimate accountability from a boss figure. So maybe there's someone in your life that can represent that. Mm. Also, try to remember that the four things that motivate ADHD brains, are you ready? Mm. Are, drum roll, interest, challenge, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. novelty, and urgency. Mm. Usually adding those into tasks we're struggling with can help a lot. 
The only difficulty I find, and I know a lot of us do too, is that our brain works in a now or not now capacity. So urgency yes, has correct. to be like in the immediate future. So like for yeah. me with writing, I can't do it unless it's due the next day or even day of. Definitely establishing some hard deadlines with an accountability person will help with that. Just be wary that sometimes it's hard if the accountability partner isn't an actual boss figure. Like if the accountability person is a friend of mine or even an acquaintance, my brain knows that I'm trying to trick it. And it's like, haha, nice try, but nope, not actually urgent. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes having an exchange as part of the accountability relationship, i.e. Re- you read my thing and offer feedback and vice versa helps because then you have to do the writing or else you'll be giving them feedback and not have anyone anything to turn in for you to get feedback. Good luck with everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, Irina is in a 1300 square foot house in the Denver suburbs living with a neurodivergent, but not like me husband that makes life both easier and much harder. An almost four year old who probably has ADHD since it's highly heritable An 11 year old border collie and two cats. We got a new 65 inch TV to replace the one our son broke during a Noche Buena Christmas Eve dinner with friends. Speaking of ADHD, he just randomly threw a toy at it. Not because he was bored or frustrated or angry, just because impulse control issues probably made worse by ADHD. Yay. Um, as if kids this age don't already have plenty of impulse control issues and no hot dogs so far this year, vegetarian household. So they wouldn't count anyway, though I'm more of a flexitarian. So I may sneak one in whenever we go to the ballpark this year. Nice. Um, and then she says, sorry, this should have been an email. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that you wrote that all over text is amazing. Maybe she dictated it. I mean, we don't know. You know? Uh, Irina, let us know. There's a lot of punctuation and quotes and commas and stuff, so I don't know that she. That's true. That. That's true. Good point. I can't imagine that she's. Very good point, Matt. Very yeah. good point. Hmm. All I right. I hear Henry out there yelling. I heard that through your microphone too. Oh. Hmm. Um, Matt, how do you feel about these comments about ADHD? I just had to sneeze. Did you hear that through no, the house? I think you muted it. No, I did. I turned off the microphone. Oh, yeah. But like, because your office is close enough to mine, I was wondering if you heard uh, me sneezing. No, I didn't. Maybe you just got very confused as to why I was being so quiet. Uh, how do I feel about... Say that again? How do you feel about all of these comments about... Um, about uh, well, I mean, it all... You know, there's there's things in there I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Especially like with the... Uh, now or not now Mm-hmm. it's very it resonates quite a bit with me um my brain always knows when it's trying to fix uh when it's trying to put put one over on me yeah you know totally and also time blindness is a huge problem for me mm-hmm. even though I, I like watches and i'm wearing one currently can you describe what time blindness is it's not uh knowing how long something is taking or not even really understanding what 15 minutes is i see so when you're you know so I mean? like so like you'll be like oh this will take me an hour but it actually will take you 2 hours kind of thing cuz you, uh, you can't no you it's can't... less that and it's more like uh um saying something will take me an hour maybe it is something that takes two hours accidentally but i will not even know that and i'll be like i think that took me 40 minutes to do 
Oh, I see. I see. I <laughs> just see. like just having no real concept of what. Interesting. Okay. How long? They, that's why the time timer was so. Um. Such a revelation. It was actually right. f- visualizing time in a way that I had never visualized it before. Yes, 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 yes. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to get this book? Um, I don't plan on it. Wow. What? <laughs> I'm not, you know, right now I'm not buying books. I'm selling things. All right. Oh, I could use an Audible credit, I suppose. Although I'm more of a visual learner. I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, all right. I'm going to read one more email. Steph writes in to say, on the previous app, someone mentioned that Matt should have a big splashy sale of all the gobs of hobby items or treasures that he is looking to offload. And he lamented that they are all guitars and golf equipment for the comparatively small audience of left-handed folks. In the next breath, he mentioned something Simpsons related and it dawned on me. He should open a pop-up leftorium. You could publicize it beforehand, have the same left-handed thumbs up logo branding he or someone could dress up as Ned Flanders. The leftover merchandise could be sold on a Leftorium Instagram account. Uh, hellacious copyright infringement or cheeky fair use. Maybe a legal egghead, egghead could weigh in. Uh, 900 square feet in Brooklyn with one husband, one 65-pound Catahoula leopard dog, and one science toddler. One 55-inch TV, which the aforementioned husband desperately wants to replace with something way bigger. One hot dog so far, accompanied by the aforementioned kid who ate his by first removing the plain hot dog from the bun, chomping it down, then proceeding to eat the empty Mm. bun as an entirely separate course. In my shock and amazement at this technique, I exclaimed, what kind of New Yorker even are you? Which caused some passersby to giggle. Uh, P.S. Sheepest apologies for my on-again, off-again Patreon presence. I was caught up in the great wave of tech layoffs last year and haven't found my footing again. On the upside, I'm an underemployed designer slash art director. Mm. So Matt, if you want help throwing together some design files for Leftorium branding and promotional materials and merch, we could go deep. Give me a shout. And then uh, (laughs) she included a picture of... Ned Flanders at his left yes. Yep. Yep. Um, and says PPS in case you've never heard of or seen a Catahoula leopard dog, they are extremely cute and sweet and definitely not murderous. I don't know. That picture tells me otherwise. <laughs> it's a very cute dog with his paws on an ax and then five people in the background who all look dead. Yeah. So tell us what's happening there. <laughs> mm. Murder dog. Oh, murder dog. Okay. Well, this brings us to the end of the show. We've we've covered a lot today. Yeah. Um and now is when we thank our Patreon supporters. Matt, we have some $25 members that we didn't thank last week that we need to thank this week. Are you ready with some fun facts? Uh yeah, I have those. I did that today. Okay. After I dozed off and then was like, oh my God, I realized I just had, I haven't taken my meds today. So then I went in the house and took them. Mm. So I've taken my, my meds at, what time was it? Three it was o'clock? Like three. Really? So I don't think I'll be going to sleep anytime soon. But let's see, who was the first of the, was it Lynn today? 
It was Lynn, yes. Okay, Lynn Weisinger. Here's her fun fact. Uh, recently given a large novelty glass that has live, laugh, wine etched on it. Oh. <laughs> it's like, what does that even mean? Wow. Doesn't even like live, laugh, lush. That would be good because the mm-hmm, L, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but like live, I like the idea that live, laugh, wine is the laziest thing you could write on the glass. It's pretty lazy. Thank you. Uh, Amanda Fujita's dream date would be a gourmet dinner prepared by a Michelin starred chef followed by an adult ball pit. (laughs) Right? That'd be fun. That is funny. Mama Joe, after decluttering her podcast, she extended this philosophy to her fridge. As a result, threw out a bottle of ketchup that expired in June of 2013. Oh. Jennifer H.S. is obsessed with her P-Touch label maker. Mm, she recently that. labeled her remotes and children. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I get labeling the remotes. I also, you know, if you have twins, labeling your kids. Uh, Diana resisted the fad of cord cutting. She went the opposite way by getting DirecTV and a Comcast cable box. Mm. And ultimately, I bet she's paying less than everybody else. Because mm-hmm. of the ridiculous amount of subscriptions there now are. Mm-hmm. Angie James secretly puts regular unleaded gas in her car, even though the inside of her gas cap door clearly states 93 octane. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Carolyn Land uses Super Bowls as her opportunity to shop at a less busy Trader Joe's. Oh. Or go at kickoff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's everybody who had a fact. <clears throat> if you want to have a fun fact, you can support us at the $25 level, and Matt will give you a great fun fact. And we also would like to thank the following patron supporters. Oh, and before we do that, I just do just want to remind everyone, if you support us at the $10 level or above, you do get those ad-free episodes. Okay. One, two, three, four, five anonymous listeners, supporters, patrons. Mm-hmm. April Howarder. Ariel. Ashley A. Ashley Cicel Lee. Barrett. Becca Foster. Becca Kwan. Brian McGurk. Bruno Macias. Caroline C. Carolyn N. KCR. Chinami Worth. Cynthia Meisner. Denise Adair. Diana Robinson. Diana, oh wait, sorry. Donna Gomez. Dr. Beverly Crusher. Edwina Morgan Bodo. Elena Paling. Ellen. Ellen F. Ellis Billum. Aaron Fuldisi. Aaron Riley. Frederick Roy, Enterprise D, Captain's Yacht Watch Officer. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's a sweet gig. Freya. Greta Truitt. Heather Haskey. Hendrick. Ivar and DC's Papa. Jackie G. Jennifer Olson. Jennifer Steele. Jenny Fick. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Manolovich. Joanna Rao. Julia Schulenberg. Schulenberg. I know. Why did I say Schul again? I don't know. Julie Phillips. <laughs> Justine Adamick. Kane McCall. Caitlin Campbell. Karen Thickhershey. Kat C. And Kate. Thank you so much for supporting our show and uh, currently keeping the lights on. We'll see how much longer that can last. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.